here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale and find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Thanks for tuning in. I'm in Tutakaka. I'm up north again near the Whangarei. Doing a bit of mahi up here, but it's great to be on air with my good team, Kempi, Louis Herman, Wild Joe, and Jacob in the back room with Aroha doing a great job with the news. It is Wednesday, the 18th of May, and it's just after 6 o'clock. Coming up on the show, We'll chat to legendary Chiefs, All Blacks and Māori All Blacks player, now turned boxer, Liam Hunger Messam, about his boxing fight with Thomas Russell last week. He got the win uh, at the Crowded House event, Samba Pera. We had him on the show a while back. It happened. It had been delayed twice. And Sam Pera's comments were that was the best event ever. Everyone was dying to get out and support and well just go to an event so we'll have a catch up with Liam Messam obviously the Māori All Blacks are playing two midweek games against Ireland coming up in the Irish series so that's great news for the Māori All Blacks team so we'll have a chat to him about that as well 7.40ish we'll catch up with New Zealand Bloodstock Managing Director Andrew Seabrook Seabs his great mates of Baz Skip McCallum the boss over there and uh, in the UK so no doubt He'll be keeping Bears in the loop about some more horse shares coming up. And we'll have a good chat with Seebs. I think there's some sales coming up, Louis, if you can correct me on that. The yearling sales are coming up for New Zealand Bloodstock. So we'll have a look and have a chat to him about that. And after eight, looking forward to this one, we'll catch up with Scotty Razor Ray Robinson. Four weeks tour completed. Three wins, one loss. Tied second on the ladder. They're taking on the Fiji and Drua. On Friday night, will he make changes? Will he allow players to have a rest or will he just keep the same team, building for some consistency with selection, giving them the opportunity? Looking forward to having a chat with Razor Ray. And then to end the show, travel. It's very foreign at the moment, but the borders are slowly opening up. 
we're slowly getting some normality back and people are starting to travel. Strategic Partnership Manager at Willamette Travel will join us after 8 o'clock, uh, 8.40ish, David Redman. He's going to come on the show and talk about travelling. And uh, just remember, 6.40 every morning, Quizzy Dag. Team at Willamette Travel are giving you, one of you, the chance to head over to the Goldie 500 Supercars Race at the Gold Coast. Flights, accommodation, it's all covered. All you got to do is come on Quizzy Dag. You win Quizzy Dag, you go on the draw, and we'll draw that out. And if you win, you're off with Louis, myself, and Kempi. No, you're off. You can take one other as well with you. So stay tuned. David Redman at the end of 8 o'clock, but Quizzy Dag every morning. That is our show. We'd love to hear from you on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, or even better, the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 Big show. We've got some great questions coming up. No doubt, Louis, we've spoken about it in the run sheet. It's going to be a big show. Morning, lads. Morning, Izzy. Morning, brother. Good to see that uh, you're not frozen on the camera up there in Tutukaka <laughs> this morning. Up there, oh, some nice golf clubs yesterday too, Is Those, um, those, are, handed, those are handed to you <laughs> when you hopped out of a bus, obviously. And no, 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 Uncle. A lot of hard work, <laughs> I think. Plane, uh, thank you very much. 60, yeah, 66 times I, I bled for the jersey, so I just got a nice re, a little reward. <laughs> now, nah, you got the, got the clubs, boys. Uh, we're up here in Tutukaka. We're at a golf course. Uh, we are renovating uh, Sherwood Golf Club here, which is up in Whangarei. And uh, so I just thought, you know, I'll be cheeky and bring my golf clubs up. And yeah, did, did the filming yesterday and, and had a little walk to a couple of holes and had a wee hit. So. Yeah, Half a course, was it? Half a course? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty hilly. It's pretty undulating, though, um, Sherwood Golf Club. I've, I didn't play too many holes. I played two. And, um, yeah, she's pretty hilly. So I uh, just had a little walk and had a little look around. It's cool to go come to these, like, you know, rural uh, golf clubs. There's just a good community feel and, yeah, the real... A lot of life members and old timers that just really love the game of golf. They're all still wearing the the old school golf kit, and they're all the best thing about it, mate. Is they're all you know seventy plus. They're still walking. There ain't no cart golf here. They're out there walking the hills and and getting their mahi and exercise in. So uh, that was that was cool. Cool how, to see the community your, um, feels alive. How does your how does your knee and your foot go on the uh, undulating hills of a golf course? Is he because actually you know there there are many similarities between. Um, your athletic prowess and Tigers. Um, he's obviously the bionic man. He's been rebuilt a couple of times um, back and now his leg, obviously. And, and you can see the pain he was in hobbling around Augusta. I can only assume that's what a lot of us would feel walking four rounds at Augusta, surgeries or not. But how do, you, how do your uh, limbs hold up on a golf course these days? Uh, that's pretty... Pretty sore, pretty painful. Um, just my, f- it's it's actually not my knee. My knee's actually all right because only time my knee flares up is if I start um, jogging and and running and and trying to you know move, trying to move quick. Uh, that's the only time <laughs> the knee fl- flares up. But my foot, oh man, it's um, she's pretty sore at the moment. And, and I had another chat with my surge, uh, the surgeon yesterday, so I think we're going to go down the dreaded line of having to go back in. <laughs> get surgery again and, and go back in a cast and and back to square one and because uh, my, my knee uh, my foot if you 
if I'm around you, I'll show you. There's there's like a little golf ball on the top of my foot. It's it's a bit of swelling. Um, that's just not really going away. So I think there's something going on in the foot, and the only way we can really sort it out is fusing it and getting it fused, and and that's another big process of getting it sorted. So look, it's not ideal. Um, but I need to get it done because yeah, it is affecting my golf game. I feel, Louis. You know, that's why obviously when you when you're getting your power through your your right leg and then transferring it through your front leg, oh. front leg sore, and uh, yeah, I'm pulling it. So need to sort that out for the golf game. You get that done, Tiger. All right, you go and get that done, son. We don't want anything to happen to your five handicap. I was, I was a wee bit weary of saying there's just so many similarities between Izzy and Tiger, because <laughs> no, no man, uh, married man, really wants to be confirmed that you have to you have to chuck in the word athletic. Hey, to- lucky Daisy's sleep. <laughs> yeah, hey, lucky you're one of the great men on the planet, Izzy. Um, yes. Kempi's in here today and his knee's swollen up. I've actually swollen, my knee's swollen up as well. Just too many days in a row running. I don't know why I do it. And then it, every once in a while, it kind of a little bit of tendonitis. And it, so we're all a bit crippled on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It's quite... Oh, it's a, it's a bit of a shambles, really, but that's all right. It's, um, you know, being a, you half know, a course, mate. Three high performing athletes these this days. Is just, this is just what happens. <laughs> hey, Izzy, big show today, mate. Got your, uh, obviously, your old mentor, Razor, Razor mm. Ruddock, um, Razor Ruddock Robinson. Yeah. He throw some big punches. Uh, <laughs> and also, Liam Messam, mate. I'd be interested to talk to him about the, the, the scrapping that he's getting into with um, Sammy Ropita down in New Plymouth and the, and the big fight that he just had. Mm. Um, you looking forward to having a chat to him? Yeah, mate. It's, it's a big show. And uh, particularly with, uh, you know, Scotty Robinson um, just having a real chat about where the, the Crusaders are at and probably the year in his whole coaching career with the Crusaders where there's been a little bit of adversity and, and they've had to really overcome selections, uh, you know, injuries and, and, you know, who's playing where. So I'd be keen to have a, a little chat with him about how he's dealt with that. And, and the tour, they were four weeks away. They obviously lost to the Waratahs and he wouldn't have been, uh, you know, had too happy with that performance. But being on tour, he can get a real good connection. So I'd love to chat to him about after post that 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 loss and what he had to do and and how the players reacted and and situations like that and then just going forward um he played in the days when the the um blues v the crusaders that real grudge match that hasn't been there since the early 2000s you know was was part of the the super rugby outfit so at the moment those are the two form sides and uh have a really keen to have a chat to him about about that situation, and uh, yeah, and then Liam, Liam, mate, like, Liam, like, whew, love what he's about. If you can get anyone that can get in a boxing ring and have a fight, whereas, you know, rugby's and sport, team sport is is great, but there's always opportunities for you to step away and, and just have a wee rest, and yeah, you can tend to hide a little bit if, you, if you're not feeling too good, you can have a little break. In, in certain situations, maybe 30 seconds, but in the boxing ring, you got nowhere to hide. There is absolutely nowhere to hide. Your head's going to get punched in if you don't start punching. So uh, i got a lot of, yeah, appreciation for what he does, admiration. He's a he's a hell of a talent, and um, he's very passionate about the Māori All Blacks too. We know um, what he did mm. in that jersey with the Chiefs, Mana, and the Māori All Blacks. So, yeah, looking forward to having a chat to him 
about that going forward. Maybe even have a chat about the loose forward trio because he's obviously former loose forward. Where are they going to go with the ABs? I know it's a big part of our show team. Uh, selections, midfield, halfback. It's all to talk about here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Looking forward to it. And what have, not just the loose forward trio, mate, but the loose mm. forward trio of Australia too. Like how how um, damaging that Brumbies mm. loose forward trio uh, have been in the in the last few weeks, and whether or not we can match him um, in the All Blacks team. Well, I can't wait to talk to Razor Robinson. I reckon he's got such a analytical brain, and just want to see where he's going to for the rest what, of the season. What do you want to know uh, with <laughs> with Razor Kimvi? I, I I really want to um, like because obviously you've been a former coach. Apart from the theme, which you won't share. <laughs> He won't share the thing, but... Izzy, be honest, are you terrified that... <laughs> be honest with us. Are you terrified that Kimpy's going to say something like, well, uh, well uh, Razor, you know, um, Israel's been... Um, he's been bloody good to us on the show. He's let us know what you're all about and a couple of your themes that you've used previously. Um, so what's the theme this week? Is it the graveyard? <laughs> As if I would do that. Come on, give me some credit. Mate, just to... No. I want to... look. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I want to see where his head's at as far as adversity goes because he's had uh, like a meteoric rise in coaching and and people are saying that in the last uh, application process for the All Blacks, he probably should have got the role. I just want to see, you know, from, from um, probably the perspective I was in in the same um, position as a coach that's coming through the ranks, where he's actually where he actually thinks he's at. You know what I mean? You know what I mean is like, yeah. you know, he's let's just say in twenty years' time, um, Razor Ray becomes the best All Blacks coach we've ever had. Okay, so this, mm. there's, we've got a measure. We've got a twenty twenty year timeline. I want to know on that scale of of zero to twenty, where does he think he is? Mm. Now, how it's, much better can he get? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, and I think the, the other question is: is is he keen to wait? Is he keen to to bide his time, or or by the time that situation, that scenario comes around, is England, is Wales, is someone going to swoop him up, and they will be lost to us for forever? So, yeah, it's it's a it's a situation. Yeah, that we we're pretty lucky to have. We got we got Razor still here, we, and we got the coaching group that's in there at the moment that uh, that are coaching the team. But people, and it's like players, we only stay around for a certain amount of time. We got to look after number one, and that's ourselves. And if there's an opportunity that arises overseas for him to potentially go get some international um, coaching uh, credentials, and then he's going to head off. So yeah, that, I think that's a situation we got to be aware of as well. Yeah, I think to be honest, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to get him to talk about himself when he's, you know, what he's. Nah, won't. You, you don't reckon? You don't reckon? You don't reckon? <laughs> he, he loves talking about himself. Mate, mate. He, he gets out and breaks out a breakdance after the <laughs> winning a final. He's get, you know, he doesn't nah, want to be in front of the camera. Nah, one, you're right. You're right. One you're thing right. he's never liked is he's never liked to, and to his credit, despite mm. being pied on the front doorstep on prom night, he has never ever undermined Ian Foster. No, he is. No, no. He has, to his credit, when everyone, including myself, wanted him to put the boot in, um, you know, say I'm not going to wait forever, get Toey with NZR. He's never done it. He's just nah. been so nah, professional, he and he won't do it. But oh, you're such a good, such a good question, Kimpy. Like, where are you at? Like, let us know. Like, honestly, Razor, like, where are you at? Yeah, like, yeah, are no. we in danger of? Are we in danger of seriously? Like, are you now becoming? 
are, are you still satisfied with what you're doing? Are you like I just would love to know what he actually See, thinks. And, Izzy raises a really good question here. Like, what do the New Zealand Rugby Union do? You know, like mm. if you look at Warren Gatlin. Yeah, let's look at Warren Gatlin for instance. He's he's gone and tra- he's gone and transformed Wales. He mm. ends up he ends up you know going and and coaching the British Lions. Comes home and now he's been touted as the guy that's going up to the USA to mm-hmm. to change the face of the United States of America before the the the, the challenge of the World Cup. David Rennie, you know what I mean? How does he take the Bledisloe Cup back to Australia this year? And the more success I think is that you have with Kiwi coaches in those positions, the harder it is going to be for Razor to stay. Like mm. you got to you got to think logically. Like David Kidwell to Argentina, like there's lots of positions out there where logically, logically, like what what do you think Argentina would offer Ray? Oh, these are the some of the great questions. Maybe it's a reciprocal deal. We had Pablo Matera for a year, and they get Razor Ray for a year. Yeah. Like, uh, I hope not. Although, by the way, Pablo Matera may be uh. the form player in Super Rugby. Just quietly, we can ask. Let's ask. Let's ask Scott Robertson. Eh? How mm. impressed has he been with his import? Here it is. All right. I'm loving the coaching. We're going to talk so much code today. We're going to talk so much code today, so I hope you are ready and locked in. 0800-150-811. Let's do it. Let's unleash our early morning mayhem with Chemist Warehouse. We still have Chemist Warehouse mayhem packs to give away. Of course, Chemist Warehouse, it's half-price vitamins and cosmetics at the moment, and we've got $150 worth of them to give away for this whole hour between 6 and 7 o'clock. Early morning mayhem. Come through. Here is my can't-wait question of the day. Have a good think about it, and on the other side, we're going to get your answers, all right? Kempi, Izzy, everyone. Hmm. Now he is available. <laughs> Not Scott Robertson. Would you have Falau Fakatava in your All Blacks 23? And if not, who is still in front of him? Falau Fakatava, it was unavailable due to some quirks in the eligibility rules. He is now going to be available by all accounts and all reports for this Ireland series. Is he in your 23, the halfback down there who's playing behind Aaron Smith some games? Uh, he's, he's got it all, really. He's big, he's strong, he's fast at the Highlanders. Is he in your All Blacks 23? Highlanders fans, come through. 0800-150-811, the Kenards Hire Fine Line. New Zealand rugby fans, if you're a Brad Webber campaigner, why is Falkatava still behind him? Let me know. 21 minutes past 6 o'clock. Early morning mayhem with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Let's rip in after this. Shop the Chemist Warehouse mayhem sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. All right, early morning mayhem. Let's rip in. Double eight double three oh eight hundred. 150811. Falau Fakatava is available for selection for the All Blacks by all accounts. Is he in your 23? And if so, or if not, who or who misses out? Charlie, you're probably on your way up to Christchurch for some work, are you? What do you think? Absolutely. Just come through Dunsandal. I think that the three form halfbacks in the comp at the moment are Aaron Smith, Finlay Christie, and Falau Fakatava, but those two of those aren't recognised All Blacks. And I don't think the All Blacks will choose two out of three scrum halves for the World Cup 
that aren't seasoned. So I'm thinking Aaron Smith, Brad Webber, probably not DJ Perinara, and they'll pick either Finlay Christie or Falao Fakatava. It's exciting. They're both extremely good, but Falao Fakatava's not had many minutes. So I don't know. Yeah. Hear you loud and clear, Charlie. It is, and that's why it's a kind of a can't wait question of the day because I don't know either. I hear exactly what you're saying, and is he? Charlie's kind of got the nail on the head because, as you said yesterday, the All Blacks never like to abandon their tried and true, despite mm. Super Rugby form, right? Yeah, they, they're very loyal, and they've been loyal for, to me when I've struggled throughout Super Rugby. So. Yeah, look, uh, it's a difficult situation, and how good is it when we've got four world-class uh, halfbacks that can fill the void? Well, I guess, look, for me, Falau Fakatawa has to be there, particularly in the in the the Irish series. This is a great opportunity to, well, just to get a closer look at him. Even if he's if he's not in the in the in the squad that's initially picked, he'll be in the wider squad, and he'll be a part of that outfit. Um, Ian Foster's spoken clearly about his admiration for what he's about and what he brings to the game. Uh, he's defensively probably the best halfback defensively. He makes all his tackles and he hits big boys. Like You, hit, you see him hitting loose forwards and, and dropping them. And what he brings to the game around the ruck area, like his attack around that first and second defender, it really annoys me. When he was playing the Crusaders, he sold two, three dummies, and they all fell for it, and he got through. <laughs> but he's very, very talented around that run game. So that's where he adds a lot of punch. Um, and at the breakdown era, we know how good he's over the jackal. He gets a lot of turnovers. He's very tough. There's still the question marks of whether he can game, uh, game manage a game. Uh, I think I saw his first game when he played the Hurricanes in Wellington. He, he had a starting yeah. opportunity and uh, yeah, it wasn't a great night. His game management, he was a bit too excited. And then Aaron Smith came on and, and started controlling things. So, yeah, I, I think he'll be there. The other question is who is the other two? Aaron Smith will be there. And it's out of, for me, it's out of Finlay Christie and TJ Peranada. I just think... Brad Webber's injury, he hasn't had too much time. We know what he's about. Um, I, I think it's out of Finlay and TJ Pirinar that will be there with um, with Aaron. So those are the those are the question marks for me. And for me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough one, eh? Hey, hey, it's a tough one, eh? Hey, as you know, mm-hmm. there's so many variables in and around um, Fakatava, especially... You know, because he hasn't played the minutes, and people are thinking, mm. well, he hasn't played the minutes, so why would he be in the All Blacks team? But then you look at him defensively and what he can bring to, to I guess, not only your defensive line, but also your offensive line and his aggressiveness mm. um, that they'll need up against the Northern Hemisphere teams, the South Africans especially, those bigger, bigger type players. And, 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 you know, if the coaches are already saying that they like the way in the style that he plays, you'd think that he'd have to be in the mix. I agree with you know, Aaron Smith, obviously, getting a bit long in the tooth, but still our premier halfback, Finlay Christie. Um, he's got to be in the mix, the top, of the, 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 top of the table. You know what I mean? You're talking mm-hmm. about game management. Um, they're, they're at the right end of the table, and, and everyone's got Finlay Christie on his, uh, on their lips. Uh, TJ Perinara and Brad Webber, I think, are... are uh, a, a safe bet because your safe mm. bet is Aaron Smith, PJ, uh, TJ, and Weber. But I think your progressive bet mm-hmm. is having Finlay Christie and um, Fakatava for the World Cup and getting them mm. in this year so they get some experience. 18, oh, sorry, sorry. Is, he, is 18 tests. We'll, we'll, fill it, we'll, we'll come back after Aroha with the news. 18 tests, and we know mm. that they have to commit 
Mm. So if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it now. Morning boys, 100% get them in there. Takes over from Pierre Denard. We'll change the ABs in time for World Cup. Great show. Congrats to Kempi. That's from Dave from Karaka. Double eight, double three. $150 worth of, worth of Chemist Warehouse Mayhem goodies. Early morning mayhem. A couple of awesome texts to get through, but you've got a chance. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Always love the calls. Aroha with the news for Kubota. Izzy's thoughts on halfbacks continued after this. Together with Kubota, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, 26 and a half away from 7 o'clock. Uh, Liverpool about to continue their title charge. They need to win today. They need to stay win to stay in the hunt and keep the heat on Man City with one or two games remaining in the Premier League. A Sunrisers Hyderabad, Kane Williamson. They got a much-needed win this morning in the IPL, so congratulations to Kane. Good for his confidence heading into that English Test Series. Mark, Louis, the answer to the question is easy. It's yes. If you pick the players for the ABs on form, you... If you don't, it could be a well-dangerous game the selection panel are playing. Do you pick players out of the form leading being selected as an AB will suddenly be the magic wand to bring them back into form? I don't think so. Reward the consistency. Mark, that is the age-old question. And we know that they like to reward, um, well, I guess, loyal servants, as Izzy's explained. I see Falau Fakatava Daggy, as... Medium and long term, a blend, a hybrid of Aaron Smith and TJ Perinara. I think he's kind of like, if you had a Venn diagram, his skill set kind of sits perfectly in between them. And personally, I would commit to him because he is the answer long term. He's the big, got the most upside out of all of the halfbacks. Finlay Christie, nothing away from the guy, but he doesn't have the skill set and the physical attributes Falau Fakatava does. So if we want to be a powerhouse in world rugby again, I would commit to Falau Fakatava like we committed to Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett, Brody Retallick, and that group coming out of the 2012-2011 World Cup that year, I would commit to Falau Fakatava and I'd pin my ears back and not look back, and, and that's just my two cents. Yeah, look, I'm with you, Louis. I, I think he's got to be there, and he will be there for the future. He is a big part of, of the All Blacks going forward. I, and there was a, I just read a text message there before about he's still quite raw, and, and he is very raw. There is... There are some great things that Falau Fakatava does. Like he does, he wows us with some of the things that he does, is able to do on that field. But then there's some things that he does. You're like, oh, maybe that's just a little bit too far. He gets really excited. And when you're in a halfback role, you've got to be a driver. You've got to be a game manager. You've got to be a game game manager, and you've got to really control. Uh, the tempo of, of how the team's operating. So that's where he's quite raw. But if you get him in the fold, and he's learning every week from, from Aaron Smith, and, and he's been very vocal about it. Nuggie's taken him under his wing. He's uh, he's obviously helped him progress in that area, so you can only see him getting better. And uh, I'm particularly, in, in, in the Irish areas, I'm I'm going to pick him. He's going to be in there. The question is, is where do the All Blacks go? Aaron Smith will be there. It's out of Finlay Christie and TJ Pedernara for me. And in all honesty, love the bloke. He's one of my best mates, TJ, but 
with the way Finlay Christie is playing and what he's been able to do with that Blues outfit. And Nick Gill came on the show uh, last week and he spoke about the All Blacks, where they want to go going forward. They still want to play that quick brand of rugby. They want to get that lightning quick ball. They want to move it. And what Finlay's doing for the Blues outfit, he's getting good front football. He's playing quick. He's defensively very, very good. You saw him make that tackle a couple of weeks ago against Will Jordan, who is the fastest bloke in rugby at the moment. Chopped him down. So defensively, he's good. So for me, he's ticking all the boxes. So um, he's probably got the inside running at the moment as as Finlay Christie to to make up that outfit. We're only 18 tests, like you said, to the World Cup. We've got to start building and look into that. And I think at the moment, those are the players we're going to blood. Love it, Izzy. Morena boys, no to Fakatava in the All Blacks 23, and here is why. Bench player for the Highlanders and is not consistent enough, as Izzy is saying. Box kicking is an issue. Taking the right option in the closing minutes is not being proven. Again, as Izzy is saying, but that's all right. He's raw. Christy and Weber are ahead of him as they start for their franchise and drive the game for each side. Well, we're not going to penalise them for being behind Aaron Smith, Joe. They have they have the hands on the game plan and both play with the speed of pass, offering a run threat and have better all-round kicking games, and they are both proven. I take your point Joe and you make excellent ones at that keep them coming through double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven love racing dot nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing and Kimpy. yesterday I found myself with a bit of extra time on my hands um I don't actually know why but I just was sitting there in the afternoon and the show was coming together so I had a good look through the Cambridge field today for the Cambridge synthetic meet and punting on synthetics as you would have heard me say before it's it's a strange old beast. You need your, not all horses like getting their toe into that kind of sandy synthetic material, and you'd really want them to have been on their trial there, raced there before. And I don't usually look picking trial form and and finding star trialists that are going to come out and win is it's an art. The, the people that can do it, there's a great Twitter account, NZ Trial Watcher. Um, then you've got Chris Moore, the Lion Tamer. There are people that do it, and they do it so well. And I'm, I'm always gobsmacked, but I've had a crack at it. And I found a couple that I think are really good bets today at the Cambridge Synthetic. Race two, far and away. It's also it's also nominated for race four. It's in the Cepeda Valor Colours. Sam Weatherly does the riding. Rambo, Stephen Ramsey, and uh, we've got um, the training and partnership. Of course, Julia Ritchie there do the training, as they do for a lot of Cepeda Valor's horses. This filly, this Tavistock filly, trialled so well. And she trialled over 1,300 metres, which is... A little bit unique. That's quite a long trial. Uh, so course and distance only a couple of weeks ago. And, well, Ashvin Gundasami barely tickled her up. He barely touched her, and she just came up, presented on the bend, levelled up, and put them away, and it was stylish. So far and away in race two or race four, just wait and see which race she comes out of. And race six, there's a wee filly Stephen Marsh has called Fiscal Fun, and... She's pretty much only had, I think, the four starts or four or five starts. She's very, very lightly tried. Now, she the race that she did win, it was on the Cambridge Synthetic. She had a good draw that day, and it was over the 970 metres, which for context is a really short horse race. Mm. They, don't, they don't run many horse races under 1,000 metres. She got to the front that day. She pinged off the bend, and I think from barrier four today with Courtney Barnes, who should have an apprentice claim on, at $4.20, $1.70, this is where I say each way all day, baby. I think fiscal fun, if she can jump what she does in her trials, again, she's trialled up massive. I think she can get to the front. I think she can ping off the bend. Fiscal fun, race six, far and away, either race two or race four. They're my two to follow. 
at Cambridge Synthetic today. So, so do you think they've missed out uh, Courtney Barnes's apprentice um, claim on the on the TAB, TAB there because they haven't mentioned it? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's like the I don't know. I yeah. mean, I need for many. No, she, if she's running at fifty two kilos or f- even fifty three kilos, uh, it's even a better bet. I think um, paying over the odds at four dollars twenty. So unless I'm just going crazy and she's on the apprentice, but I think she is. Mm. We'll go yeah. do some research on that. I'll, I'll go. I'll go fact check myself. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that, uh, Louis. When you sent that through yesterday, I had a look, a little look myself, and thought actually it's not not bad. Um, mm, and nice one, little multi. One last one, Dom here. Rudyard at Sunshine Coast Synthetic. Get up, yes. Tony Pike and Lee Thinnis combined with Rudyard. I think that's about race six or thereabouts, and that's a stylish two-year-old which should be winning. Great. Spotting from you, Dom, on the worksite. Five smokos, Dom. That's what they call you while your boss is in <laughs> Fiji. All right. 18 minutes away from seven, is he? I've, I've seen the quiz. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm ready. I am ready. I'll put my um, I'll put my headphones back on because I don't want to listen to you talking uh, races because I'm having a self-imposed break. So I'm back, boys. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Oh. So we're gonna we're gonna go to the quiz. 0800-150-811 giving you a chance to head over to the Gold Coast with Willamette Travel. Give me a call now. Good luck. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Swiss and Go Healthy Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win, supercars on the line. Oh, 800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the Go-Go. <laughs> That's right, we're going to the Go-Go. Brady from Huntley, Uncles, he's in the draw. Does he want to go again? Give himself even more. He's taking me. He's taking me if he gets it. Oh, he is. He is. And he's on the line now. Morena, uncle. Morena, cousins. How are we? Oh, yeah, we're all right. We're all right. How's things in the far north? Go for Uh, a good (laughs) (laughs) And bring some back. I'll put my toes in, bro. That's about as as far in the water I'm going to get anyway. All good, brother. (laughs) We'll rip into uh, Quizzy. Here's your first question. Who was the top scorer for the Black Caps in their last test against South Africa? Uh, Devin Conway. <sighs> Not Devin Conway. Sorry, Brett. We'll chat. Chat up, Paul. Paul. Thank you. We're going we're gonna to go to Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. How are we going, boys? Good. 
Very good. Who Come was on, the top Tim, scorer get on the for the Black Caps in the their last test against South Africa? Uh, can I get a photo free? You can. Yep. Think hard about this one. McRae. On the ground hole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question number two. Which yes, team can secure Champion League's qualification with a win against bottom club Norwich on the final day of the Premier League? Um, five. Tottenham? Yes, Tottenham is correct. Question number three. The New Zealand Breakers signed a young Kiwi prospect. Can you name him? Five. Young Kiwi four, prospect. Uh, three. Not, it's not Xavier Cooks, is it? Two. Sorry. Sorry, Timmy. It's not him. Let you go, mate. We're going to go to Mark and Tauranga, who will be a bit under the weather. Morning, Mark. Morning, bro. A little bit dusty. <laughs> awesome. The New Zealand Breakers signed a young Kiwi prospect. Can you name him? Uh, Daniel Fotu. Yes. He's on fire, eh? Just like that. Cough it out. That's the one. Here we go. Question number four. Which team sits dead last in the NRL ladder this season? They'll make the top eight ladder. Find a friend. I, mate, I actually have no idea. Who so, let that? Oh, uh, the Bulldogs. <laughs> good man. So good. That's so good. I need all oh, the question... today, lads. Come on. <laughs> all right. Question number five to go on the draw, Marky. Who currently leads the try scoring list in Super Rugby Pacific this year? Surely. Come on, Marky. Oh, shit. Um... Oh. Oh. oh, Mark. No, it's not Geordie Barrett. Sorry. Joe from Gizzy, G-Town. Gizzy. Come on. Come on, on. on, Joe. They're not winning the Premier League this year. Come on. It's not the Warriors, Joe. I understand it's not the Warriors, gentlemen. (laughs) Give us a a clue, Kempi. Come on. Uh, They're not uh, winning the Premier League this year. No. North of England. North of England? North of England? No. (laughs) They're not winning the Premier League this year. Think harder. Top try scorer in Super Rugby. Five, four, three, two, one. Bag there, boys. That's a dodgy, dodgy clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to kick yourself when you hear uh, it. Uh, sorry, mate. Have a good one, Joe. We're going to go Jade. Morning, Jade. Morning, brothers. How are we? Yeah, we're good. We're good. You got it. What is it? Come on, Jade. No, bro. I don't. Oh. Oh, Jade. <laughs> Midlands. Spit Midlands. a name out. Come on, Jade. Think about it. England. Jamie Vardy. England, they, Midlands. Jamie Vardy, Premier League. They 4,000 to 1. Green, white, and white. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're off. Ed. Ed from Tolica. Kazi. Come on, Ed. On. Go on the draw. Again. Yeah, morning. 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 It's good. It's got to be less of Vananuku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ian. You're in the head. You're in the draw. You're in the draw, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> Leicester City, baby. Ed, you're well in the draw love again. You, love you, boys. Love you. I think that yeah, you too, brother. Brett, well done. Cuzzy Brett's in the draw twice. Cuzzy Ed's in the draw twice. That means that... That gives me four chances of going. four... 
And if they win, that's going to be a hell of a trip, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get. Do you know what I've noticed is that there's yeah. people calling in late in the quiz. You want to go mm. to the Goldie Five Hundred with Willem and Travel? We're going to talk to the ultimate travel agent, uh, David Redman, later in the show. He'll sell the dream. Don't worry. But you got to call earlier. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven every morning. And just before we shoot off, yes, Courtney Barnes is an apprentice. Thank you, Kevin and Mark. Don't know who I was confusing you for, but apologies to Courtney. Good writer. She's going to get up today on fiscal fun. Back after this with a couple more of your texts on halfbacks. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Healthories and Nature's Way Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Talking lots of code today. Liam Messam up after 7 o'clock. You take him as an apprentice. This is for La Whakatawa. Like they've done with other younger players, then you can still take the form halfback in Crispy and Crispy. Christy, the incumbent in Nagy Weber because the ABs don't drop on injury. Yep, Brett, I hear you loud and clear. And um, look, Finley, Christy, would he be as good behind the Highlanders or the Hurricanes pack? That's from Grant. It's not a bad question, Grant. Uh, Chemist Warehouse, early morning mayhem pack today. Mayhem month at Chemist Warehouse goes to Charlie on his way through Dunsand, Londa Christchurch, because we always want you to call us. 0800 150 811. Does he make the All Blacks 23? Or we can debate this all morning long, Is he? It's, a, it's one of the great ones. All Blacks selection's going to be hot over the coming months. Yeah, that halfback selection, the loose forwards. you got the midfield conundrum there with Geordie Barrett, David Harvey. Does he stay at the back? Yeah, big, big debates coming up. Anyway, Liam Messam, I'm going to go get a coffee right now. McCafe, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. you got Louis Herman Watt with us today. Well, just keeping us on the right track. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to cross over and talk to Andrew Seabrook, New Zealand Bloodstock Managing Director. They've got a few sales coming up. He's good mates with Baz, so we'll have a chat to him about that and uh, see how things are going out with New Zealand Bloodstock. And remember, keep the text messages coming through on our temper bed post text machine double eight double three we're talking about Falau Fakatava. Falau Fakatava is he doing enough to potentially make selection come June? Will he be there or thereabouts? And who does he take the position from? We want to hear from you. There's been some great questions. That one from Grant was outstanding. Would Finlay Christie be the same player or have the same impact on the game if he was behind the Hurricanes and Highlanders.
pack. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's a question that's going to be highly debated. We've seen with the Crusaders when they've had the Rolls-Royce, their halfbacks Mitchell Drummond and Bryn Hall being playing some fantastic rugby as well. So it's something we will debate shortly, lads. I can't see uh, the machine, so I'm going to throw over to Kempe. Have we got uh, Liam Messam on the line? Yep, we got Liam here. He's uh, he's sitting here waiting. Is <laughs> he? Hey, um, you know, it's a it's terrifying player, old Liam in his days, and now he's terrifying people in the boxing ring. Um, he put his fist to work on Friday night down Taranaki uh, with our good mate Sammy Lapira. Um, a good night down there in, in New Plymouth, a unanimous decision victory for the big man. And like I said, is he's with us right now, uh, Liam? How are you, brother? Morning, boys. Morning. How are we? Oh, good, mate. Did you did you um you hurt your knuckles? You didn't, didn't get too many too many cut lips, black eyes. How'd it go? <laughs> Can't touch no, him. No, no, came out, came, no. Came out. Came out. Came out safe. Both of us came out safe, which is good, which is pleasing. Yeah. Hey, mate. I got a question for you. This is um. I've, oh, I've I've often thought about it when I'm watching all the footballers come back. You know, the Gallons, the Sunny Bulls, and. Um, you know, you got the big boy from Parramatta at the moment throwing his hat back in the ring, the front row that wants to jump back in the ring with Gallon again, mate. What what is what are your thoughts about the footballers actually um, jumping in against each other? Uh, is it is it really about boxing or is it about money? Um, oh, yeah, wouldn't I wouldn't know. Um. For me, anyway, I can only speak about myself. I, I love the, the sport of boxing. Mm. I've loved it since I was a kid. Um, I remember age of 12, I had to uh, make a, my decision if I ever played rugby or, or stick to boxing. And obviously, uh, as a kid, you just want to go with your mates and play with your mates. So I went to rugby. Um, so yeah, I enjoy the, the side of boxing. And it's just uh, uh, oh, fortunate or unfortunate that people are willing to pay to watch these um, mm. rugby boys or league boys jump in the ring and, and throw, throw hands, which is... Uh, you know, it's part of the sport, and um, I guess it's good for boxing too because it gives you know some of these young boxers, up and coming boxers, a platform where they can uh, get to shine, and um, especially on guys like Sonny and, and Paul Gallen's mm-hmm. card, they're promoting the, the sport of boxing in front of these young young boxers, and um, people are willing to to pay the, uh, watch these guys uh, jump in the ring. Morena Hunger, good to have you on the show. Oh, morning, um, bro. <laughs> awesome to hear your voice, bro. I have to wake bro. up super early for you, bro. Hey, uh, show me a coffee, I, bro. I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. I will buy you a coffee. Honestly, I'll buy you a coffee. Um, I've had a few clips around the ears from you in my time. You're a scary bugger. Uh, but I must say, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in the boxing game? Is it something you're you're going to take seriously now? You've got a bit of time that you can, you know, that's the biggest thing when you go into the, the game of boxing, the sport of boxing. You've got to dedicate your life and a bit of time to it. So is this something you're keen to pursue going forward? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I'm taking this uh, pretty seriously. Um mm. I'm not. I'm not in here trying to prove anything to anybody or, or to anyone. I'm. I'm just doing it for myself. Um, I've got the time to uh, give the sport um, the respect that it deserves. Um, mm. One thing about boxing, bro, it's no game, and uh, you don't play mm. boxing. Um, so, even though I fought like four rounds on on Friday, I'm still going to train like I'm training for a world title fight, bro, because it's to deserve the, the sport respects, and and you've got to put on that that mahi, um, or you know you're going to get beat. So, yeah. I'm, but whatever happens, happens. I'm, you know, I'm just in, in there every day, learning, um, mm. enjoying the, the transformation, and, and learning the a new sport, and um, yeah, just going out there for myself and, and just giving it a good old crack. And hopefully, I don't get cracked. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, keep that keep that head out of uh, out of harm's way, brother. Yeah. Hey, hey, Liam, just uh, take me through the the fitness side of things. You know, like um, obviously when we're twenty and you can run around and and party hard all night and get up and train again the next day, and then at the end of your football career, it seems to begin a lot a lot harder. But now you're into boxing. What's a what's a transition from that? Um, I guess pre- preparation for a a first class rugby match. Um, and the difference to a first-class boxing match? Ooh, I think the difference is with, with boxing, you've got to peak at the right time. So usually people have an eight- or six-week camp and they build up their fitness so they get to the end of that eight weeks that they're humming. Um, with rugby, um, footy, you've got to be humming the whole year. You can't take the, the foot off in, in rugby. But uh, with boxing, man, it's, it's a, a lot different. Um, with rugby, it's a long, lot straight, straight line sort of stuff and, and uh, boxing's got more rotational power and strength and whatnot so uh yeah, it's been a it's been a grind like i said i train like i'm training for a world title fight um just to give the, the sport the respect it deserves but uh yeah, it's been been hard i really enjoyed it um mm. and sort of being at my age at uh, young 38 um you know it's, it's challenging to push the body to it's uh, to its limits but i come from the school of pitch so i sort of know where uh, where to push push myself Nice. Mate, there's no no questions. I've I've been there firsthand and seen the dedication you apply to your trade, particularly in the rugby field, mate. Um, yeah, you're one of the hardest workers out there. So, no surprises you'll be able to go into the boxing game. Um, I was going to ask you how you found the transition. Uh, I know you've only just stopped playing, or have you stopped playing? Are we going to see an, another oh, comeback, or what? <laughs> you know, we? like what? What's the go, <laughs> Uncle? Have we? I was waiting for Ross Felipe. I hope he listens to the show to send me through a wire cut or contract day. Um, nah, I haven't, uh, to be honest, I haven't had the itch. I haven't had the itch to play rugby yet. Um, probably helps that I haven't gone to an actual game to watch rugby. Um, mm. But I think if I actually go watch it live, then I'll be like, you know, I want to get back out there because, you know, the body and the mind still feels like I can. Um, so, yeah, we've got to see how it goes. Maybe I'll get to a couple of club games and maybe, you know, get that urge to just put the boots back on. But at the moment, it's just this boxing being full-time and it's taking up my whole time. Um, you know, training twice a day, six days a week. So, yeah, got no time to, to run around at uh, club training at 6 o'clock at night. So, uh, uh, we'll see what happens, though, bro. Never say no, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Liam, the Māori All Blacks have um, picked up a game, as you've seen. Um, have you got any input into the Māori All Blacks, or do do you want to have input into it coming up uh, and for the rest of your life, brother? Um, oh, I've got zero input. <laughs> um, uh, good mate Bailey Mackey has, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's awesome to see them have a couple of games against the Irish. Um, I was fortunate enough to play last time we played Ireland in our centenary year. Um, so, yeah, that's no, awesome for the for the, for the Māori All Blacks to have that, those two games um, against a, a quality side like the Irish, so... Um, yeah, it's exciting time for for Māori rugby. Would Would you get into coaching, Hunger? I could I could see you being a, a coach and giving back to the game of rugby that's given you so much. Was that something that uh, you know you're, you're keen to have a crack at one day? Um, one day, bro. One day. Um, as you know, coaches yeah. um, sacrifice a lot of their time, um, yeah. way more than what we did as players. Um, and at the moment, you know. I'm a part-time Uber driver for my kids to at their, all their bloody sports. I'm going to send them a bloody um, pixel bill in a minute. But, um, yeah, if, uh, once, once I think once my kids are a bit older and, and I've got more time on my hands and maybe something, but at the moment, bro, as you'll know, um, kids are full, full-time full jobs. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
Liam, I've got the million dollar question everybody everybody wants to know. Um, is Sonny Bull the next man, man on your list? Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only fight it will be doing me on a PlayStation game, bro, me in the bro. So, uh, uh, yeah, but I'm like, I'm a bit different to everybody in, in the sport of boxing. I'm not going to sit out um, and, and call anybody out. I might just put my head down and work my butt off and let my team um, figure out who, who's next and um, whatever they put in front of me, I'll dedicate all my time and effort to making sure I've um, uh, prepared the best that I can. Beautiful, Hunger. We're going to let you go, brother. Chief Smarter, you're proud. Over 100 games for Chief Smarter. Well, the most games, I'm pretty sure. So you know you, you know what you're talking about here. Can they get it done? Will they be there come the end? <laughs> yeah, bro, all you got to do, bro, is get in that top eight, bro. And anything can happen, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, nah, appreciate you coming on the show. Liam Messam, outstanding bloke, good mate, and uh, awesome, awesome uh, mentor and ambassador for the game of uh, rugby and boxing, brother. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, brother. You too. There he is, Liam Messam. Yeah, good man, Liz. Nice. He won't. He won't call out uh, Sunny. <laughs> You're a funny fella, ain't you, Uncle? <laughs> I try to get trying to get some promos going, eh? Be nice. nice, Liam and Liam and Sunny. What do you reckon? Have you seen the footage, boys? It's on uh, Liam Messam's Instagram. You can go and have a look at it there. And I've watched the fight. He moves so silky for a big boy. Like he is. Man, you can tell the amount of time he's actually put into the craft, not just getting fit. Because there's a couple mm. of things there, right? You can be get as fit as you want like you can just absolutely work the house down but if you don't have that footwork and that movement you can clearly tell that he's been doing it his whole life and when he says that it, when he got to age 12 he had to make the decision man you totally believe him go watch the footage and tell me he doesn't look like a boxer is he, he he's sharp eh he is sharp he is sharp of like that's the thing like him and Sonny would be in the All Blacks they'll be we'd go to the gym they'd be there probably an hour and a half before the gym and they'd just go through their rehab they'll get in there they'll do some shadow boxing they'll do all their conditioning before the gym then they'll go smash out this gym session and then do all their rehab prehab and, oh mate ultimate athletes the ultimate professionals and I've said it before like not Anyone in their own right can get in that ring. Or anyone can get in the ring, but to dedicate your life uh, to the to the sport of boxing, there's that top two inches has to be really, really strong, and to get through those certain scenarios, mate. It's um, yeah, he's he's a good bloke, Liam, and loved how he just said, "Nah, I'm just spending time with my kids and, and boxing and training." And he's uh, Uber he's pretty switched on, man. Mate, he's about it's as tight as they come. Man, hard to get a dollar out of Liam, I'll tell you. So when he talked about I owe him a coffee, he really meant that. Really meant that. He wants that coffee, so I better get him one. He's a, he's a Gary Jack of rugby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, i got I got a belief that um, there'll be a Grand, Grand Prix of, of um, boxing in the future. It'll be it'll be a, a um, televised event of rugby, rugby, rugby league players going around yeah. um, boxing each other. Uh, in the off seasons, I, th- I think it's just getting that way. Liam at thirty eight, uh, I think, you know, when you when you look at um, what's happened in that sporting realm at the moment, and Liam Liam being one of those players, I think they're paving the way. Is I think they're paving the way for, um, you know, footballers especially have this adrenaline rush that they needed they need taken care of when they finish playing football. Here's a perfect way to do that. And there's a real, there's a little circuit of them at the moment. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennards higher phone line. 
Who's the sharpest of the lot? I mean, it's going to be hard to put go past Paul Gallum just because of the time he's had in the ring. But of all the ex-footy players you've seen, and, and go have a look at this Liam Messam footage. I'm serious. He looks like a boxer. But is it Sonny Bill Williams? And where's Kevin Mialamu at? Any grassroots mm. oil on where Kevy's at? Mate, I'd love to know. he is a brawler. I've heard he is a brawler. I've heard he is he is sharp. So I'll be I'll be keen to see some footage on Kevin Mialama and see if he's able to go on taking on take on who was that guy that knocked him out? Cannon. Oh <laughs> yes. That'd we'll punch them. Yeah, that'd be geez, I'd be terrified if I was that bloke. I'd be having cold sweats. All right. Yeah. We're talking footy players boxing, but we're also talking about rugby players playing rugby. In the first hour, our chemist warehouse mayhem question, can't wait question of the day. Early morning mayhem, Falau Fakatava. He's available for the All Blacks now. Is he in your 23? Hi, guys. He should play for Tonga. I'd love to see the Island Nations be as strong as they can be. It's all down to the dollar. It's a sad reality. Cheers, Anthony. Well, I mean, that's your opinion, Anthony. I don't know if we've asked Falau Fakatava who he wants to represent, and it's, it's his decision at the end of the day. That's he the, said the All Blacks. And that's that. right. He said the All Blacks. And that's where he gets to make his call. That's the eligibility rules. The other position that I really had to toss up what I was going to ask you, Kempe, because you planted the seed yet again on Monday morning when you brought up the Geordie Barrett second five eight age-old debate. And I don't know whether you'd been watching Breakdown the night before, but as his colleagues at Sky, they went in on this. Here's Mills, Muliaina, on what he thinks Geordie Barrett's best position is. And they had a long discussion, J.K., Goldie, Mills, they were getting stuck into this. And I think they all came to the same conclusion. Whatever you go with, you need to stick to it. Here's Mills. I think he actually has proven that he can slot in there. And he's probably a victim of circumstances. I mean, you look at the, the fact that, you know, Anton Leonard Brown's out, you know, Goodhue's coming into form. I think he brings a different style. And, and the reason why he has is because he's had stability. He's had, you know, momentum in staying in that position for these number of number of weeks for the Hurricanes. I think that he can actually trans, transform that into um, the All Blacks. The problem when you get to the All Blacks and it's a, such a hard position to, you know, to go chopping and changing, chopping and change. His mindset is now going to be, am I going to be a genuine second 5'8"? And is Ian Foster going to p- pick me and have that discussion? Because last year, he was a fullback. But I think, you know, given the fact that Will Jordan's playing so well, maybe that, that, that is a fix. Mills Molina spoke extremely, with extreme clarity on this, speaking about Geordie Barrett playing second 5'8 for the Hurricanes, getting extended minutes, and now... Is he ready just to transform from there into the black jersey? Or is it a completely different kettle of fish? And when he goes back to test rugby for the All Blacks, he goes back to 15. 0800 Is he? Is he's going to give his comments after this? He's been thinking about it a lot. I know plain he has. Plain and simple for me, mate. Plain and you simple. Ain't. Well, if it's plain and simple for you, Kempe's going to make it really confusing. I'm certain <laughs> of it. <laughs> 20 minutes past seven. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Geordie Barrett, the midfield and fullback positions of the All Blacks. It's a lot of code today, but look, we're only we're only weeks away from this Irish series. Nineteen minutes past seven here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. I wonder if um, Geordie Barrett sings this to himself at night when he's trying to work out his position. My name is Second Five. 
fullback. Isn't that Joe Slim Shady? I'm not too sure, but I know for a fact, Kempe, that this discussion about Geordie Barrett's best position is taxing on me as a punter. Is he? Do the players ever get sick of it? Do they ever just want to know? And that's what Mark says. Do the coaches ever ask the players what their preferences as far as positions go? Then does it ever just get parked, or do the players not care? They just don't care at all. Um, the, the players know the players' preferences, where they want to play, but they will ask the question. I remember vividly when I was after a test in Australia, I played fullback. I played all right. And uh, Steve comes in. I was in the toilet, and he comes in. Is he? I'm, like, oh, I'm getting dropped here. Walked down, and he goes... <laughs> Do you know? Want, do you want to play wing? And I was like, wing. He's like, yeah. You're starting on the right wing this week. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never played, and uh, yeah. So when I played a Blues in Wellington and played wing, and uh, yeah. So look, I think you just got to do what's best for the team at that time. It's not an ideal situation, but the team is always first. And I guess as players, you just want to play. Um, your pr- your preference exactly. position is obviously where you want to be. But it's about the team in the end. So if you're going to be better fit playing in a different position, then that's where you play. For me, with the Geordie Barrett debate, look, I love what he's been able to bring to the second five role. I think defensively, his aggressive nature, the way he attacks the line, is something that we've probably missed as of late. But for me, his position is at the back, fullback is where he will be playing come June. Will Jordan be playing Ooh, okay. on the right wing? And now the question is, who plays the left wing? Does Caleb Clark slip in there? So that's my back three. You've got Geordie Barrett at fullback, and you've got Will Jordan playing on the white wing. I don't see them having a little twiddle with um, Geordie Barrett in the midfield. It's it's not great for him. doesn't give him any consistency to, to build there. So the question is, who plays 12? It's not well, Geordie. Geordie's at fullback for me. I want to answer that. I want to answer that question about Louis. Sometimes the players don't know. Mm. Like when you're a player, and especially in the national team, mate, you just want to be in the team. Mate. If they see you play front row, the coach mm. run out. The coach run out of the out of the. Um, Come bow you up in the toilet. Hey, hey Kempe, you, you're <laughs> playing. You're playing the front row, mate. Just, mate, just give me a jersey. You know what I mean? But I got a, back in my day. I got a story, mate. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes yeah. you don't know. In 1991, we went down to Melbourne. I don't know if you've watched that, as you probably have a thousand times. That game down in Melbourne we played against Australia. It's the first game ever they took to Melbourne, Australia. Um, MCG or? Um, Australia the- Kiwis. No, no, at, uh, at Melbourne's home ground now, where they, where they it was uh, Olympic Park, it was called back then. Yep. We had a great week, you know. Clayton Friend was his last was sort of his last test. He was in the side, um, was Freeman. So one where Dean Lonigan gets knocked out, the cockroach, you know, and get, gets back on and plays the rest of the game. Like I mean, out cold gets up and plays the rest of the game. Back back in those days, you know, we we men were men. Oh no! So they speak. No. But anyway, no. anyway, no. anyway. No. I'm just I'm just no. saying. Sometimes you don't know. I'm so we win that game. Like we tell them up. We were we were never shot. The the best Australian team they've ever had. Wally Lewis, Mel Meninga, Bobby Lidner, you know, Siren, and that was you know the the Hoff's only Test match at fullback. I get off. So we bets on the on the Friday night. Saturday I get back up to Manly. I'm calling the manly. I'm sitting down watching the news at my mate's place where my where my brother lived, and um, the news comes on, and they read the team out. No Tony Kemp in the second test. No phone call, is he? No phone call. 
was, and you I'm sitting, all the news. mate, and I'm sitting there watching the news in Sydney, and I've read the team out, no phone call, and my the the boys all look at me, and I sort of went, mate, I got no idea. I had no idea I went that bad, um, and we'd won it by twenty, you know. So, you know, sometimes Louis, they don't know. Yeah, and I wonder how I wonder how much that troubles Geordie Barrett, or I wonder if actually he does know. I wonder if deep down he know, he knows that it doesn't matter where he plays, he's going to be able to do it. Um, second five eight to fullback, vastly different positions, though, is he? Mm. Yeah, I know, I know, but he's done the job at fullback for the All Blacks, and he's only been in the in the second five role because Josh Morby took his opportunity against Fiji and draw, and then they've had injuries in the midfield where no one's really taken up. opportunity. Peter Umanga Jensen went down, Balin Sullivan, he's starting to find some form now. So he's been in there, like um, Mills said, uh, he's been a victim of circumstances, so he's had to fill that role. His position is fullback. And that's where he needs to be coming to the Irish series and settle in there and play there. Done. Gavel goes down. I agree. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And let's just move on. I think that's mm. it. And I think JK's frustration. JK's frustration on the breakdown was we've got 18 tests. Pick mm. a team and back them in. Um, although one thing he did say was interesting is he left wing. Let's follow that up after Aroha with the news for Kubota. Gee, Severi Reese is playing some footy. And 29 mm. away from eight. Is he a crusader? Here's Aroha with the news <laughs> for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand some sports headlines. Liverpool won all with Southampton. They need to win to stay alive in the Premier League. 45 minutes through. Just coming up half time in that game. <laughs> SCNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 8am this morning. Yep, Liverpool, Southampton, one all in that must-win clash. Kane Williamson, Sunrisers, Hyderabad getting an all-important win this morning. People still confused. No, he's not a second five, he's playing fullback. Izzy has smacked his gavel down, and Geordie Barrett's playing fullback for the... uh, the All Blacks, and that's fine. Hey, Steve Hansen, we spoke about yesterday his involvement with the Bulldogs very briefly. He said it's the wrong decision to sack Trent Barrett. Sir Steve Hansen, he's been involved. He's with come the out club. and said that he has. He says he is very confused and doesn't understand why the board would push him he's out. He's the next one to go. Oh, Gus Gold is going. He's going to drop the hammer on Steve Hansen. So he's worked closely with them for eighteen months in this reboot, and yeah. Steve Hansen doesn't get it. He would have backed his man in. So there you go. For what that's worth, PGA Championship week. Tiger, wow, he made it through Augusta. How do you think his body's feeling? There's going to be limitations. I mean, there's a lot of hardware in there. But I'm going to get, I'm going to get stronger. I don't know how, how much that is or how much range of motion I'll ever get back. I'm sure is a hell of a lot better than it was you know, 12 months ago. Very exciting news. And do you know what our new favourite thing in sports media is to do? Everybody? to ask Tiger if he thinks he can win tournaments. I feel like I can, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like one day we expect him to say no, is he? <laughs> nah, I'm just here for the paycheck. Uh, yeah, just another one of my, you just got to pay for the jet on the way here. You know, it feels expensive at the moment. It's what, it's over two bucks US dollar at the, at the moment, so I need to pay for it. Nah, look, honestly, I said, to it, the, I said it the other day. He won't. He's he won't win this one, but I'm expecting him to go close in St Andrews. He is 
Look at this little matchup that he's going with Tiger with Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth for the first two rounds at the PGA Championship mm. starting on Thursday or Friday our time, mate. Uh, so that's a hell of a grouping to get the PGA Championship started. Um, yeah, but it'll be a difficult task for him. Rory McIlroy and, and Colin Morikawa, they will be there or thereabouts. I'm expecting that. And I tell you what's been the overriding conversation during this PGA Championship. Um, well, there's been two, and they're both kind of linked. Phil Mickelson, this book, 100%. This book has come out by Alan, Sh- Alan Shipnuck, and it's pretty much – it's called Phil, and it's pretty much just detailed exactly who the players think Phil is on the PGA Tour, how he's revered or not by his peers, um, his kind of career in professional golf – this point and man there's a there's a bit of heat going around about him it's tied into this LIV live golf situation where Greg Norman shark is being feasted on feasted on people are spewing about what Greg Norman said and the way he kind of was unapologetic about the Saudi Arabian scheme terrible so there's a lot of the the context of this golf tournament's being played in, where you've got the defending champion, Phil Mickelson, not turning up amid the speculation he's off to play in this tournament. Rory McIlroy was asked about it. I think people can be forgiven for words, and you know I came out a little strongly against them right at the start, but then my stance has definitely softened over the last few weeks, and I certainly don't think he should be shut out of the game. You know, I think whenever he comes back, he should be, I don't know, if are more gracious, I guess. That's on Phil Mickelson. So there is room for redemption there. He is a legend. His place in golf's legacy will be there forever. But what about McElroy on Greg Norman? I I love being my own boss. I I certainly wouldn't want Greg Norman to be telling me what to do and where to show up and when to be there. And so I'm I'm happy to do my own thing and be my own boss. And that's that's a big part of it. I think it's a hard no to the Saudi Arabian backed live golf, is he? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's already he's already made us uh, stamped his foot down, and he doesn't want to be a part of it. So um, Rory's uh, seen what the PGA has offered him, and he's made that decision. But those remarks from from Greg Norman on the whole Saudi, I think, as we all make mistakes. Wow, that was um, yeah, that was damning um, conversation comments from him. So uh, yeah, look, it's they are doing it. The Saudi Arabia golf event. Look, it's it's an event. There's the DP Tour, the PGA, and now they've got a new event. So look, they they are giving players opportunities to go and make money. I just think it's got a bit ugly. Like it's everything's just got a bit ugly, and uh, you know, play, uh, PGA, you know, banning players from leaving, and then the LIV coming over, and Greg Norman just it's just got real ugly for me and something that's just going to be ugly for the next couple of years I'm expecting. Yep, and over the next couple of weeks, or the weekend in particular at PGA Championship um, Kempe, you need to start thinking about who's going to win the tournament because we've got a TAB $50 voucher to give away and we're going to tie it into your pick alright so you need to just get in the lab Man, I've already got one Get your Mizuno sticks out Okay, alright See you on the putting green. Bit of breaking news this morning. Cardtour Nukuafi, has, he's heading off to France. Um, he's going to go and play for Montpellier next season. So he's leaving the Blues. He's off to get that cash injection. And, and why not? What a servant to New Zealand rugby big Carl has been. I remember the story when he was picked. Um, everyone trying to work out how to pronounce his name. And he was so gracious about it. And then the sickness he went through to come back to this point. Pretty cool. And he deserves it, doesn't he, Izzy? 
He does. He does. Yeah, he's, he's done his time here. He's uh, what a story at the start. You know, he's playing the piano for security at the at the zoo yeah. overnight, and uh, then it was where he was working long, hard hours. He went and played rugby just to lose some weight. He started losing weight, and then he really discovered that he actually can play the game. So, look, he's got a, an awesome opportunity um, to head overseas and and go make uh, some money for his family going forward. So, we love a good feel good story, and that's Carl Nuku. He's uh, one of those as well. Yep, bang on, is he? All right, tw- 21 away from eight. Let's check tack right and talk some racing and breeding. Mm. Andrew Seabrook, New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. He's coming up next. Kempi's got a black type performed group two, three listed winning mare. And one. That wants to go see a stallion. I wonder who Andrew Seabrook thinks she should go and see. Let's talk to Andy Seabrook after this. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 21 minutes away from me. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, it's emotional every time I hear that. 16 away from me. Uh, racing never sleeps, Kempi, and especially not those hard-working horse farmers as Izzy likes to call them, out <laughs> around the country. Horse farmers. They're always hard at it. Yeah, and New, Z- New Zealand bloodstock, it's where winning begins, and they will also need to make sure Baz McCullum's gavel house account is locked and loaded, of course, <laughs> so he can do all of his bidding from the other side of the world. We've got Andrew Seabrook, who's a good mate of Baz's. He's also managing director of New Zealand bloodstock. Morena. Andrew. Morning, uh, Campy. Morning, everyone. How are you, mate? How's things? Are you um, Obviously, you've seen a really good mare running around. Do you see that mare win <laughs> on the weekend down in Rotorua? Yeah, I did. Yeah, well done, Campy. Fantastic. Uh, she's been a good mare for you, hasn't she? Mate, uh, my f- a couple of group three wins now and ready to go to start, is she? Well, that's my first question. <laughs> oh. My first question <laughs> for you, What's Andrew. What's the discount code? What's it apart from the discount code? But where does she go? What do you think? Well, um, it's nothing like putting me on the spot, is it? Um, <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm a great believer. I am a great believer in, in sending a mare off the track, a proven mare off the track to a, to a proven stallion. You know, um, get the mare off to a good start. And to be honest, you're probably going to have to spend a bit of money, Campion. So why not go to the best stallion in New Zealand? I mean, you've got a very valuable mare there. And you don't want to undermate her, so you need to go to the best. So I'd be going Savile. Love it. Makes, makes sense. Love it. Absolutely. Hill. Um, yeah, that, that's what I'd be doing. I mean, you're going to have a very valuable foal there, so you need to be going to the best. There you go, Kempi. Get your hands in your pockets and start splashing out and start shouting us a coffee every now and then, mate. Appreciate it. Seebs, great to have you on the show. How you been? And um, you've been keeping in touch with Baz over in England. Are you heading over? Yeah, I actually am. Um, he's, he's obviously still in India but um, and coming back for a couple of days into this week. But hmm. I actually am heading up to England just as a coincidence. Um, happened to be there for, for the final test match. So... Um, yeah, looking forward to getting along to Lords for my first time and catching up with Baz. And but it's uh, it's huge for him, isn't it? I know I know you'll miss him a lot, is he? But uh, it's <laughs> a fantastic uh, opportunity for him. Hey, Seems, just tell us a little bit about the um, that new hotel you got going down there. Um, yeah, so we, we've got a Hilton here, Double Tree uh, by Crack uh, uh, Hilton Hotel here. 
Um, Got a discount code? Now south of city. <laughs> uh, you, well, you, you, you send me your number, I'll flick it through you. <laughs> so, no, I opened up about six weeks ago. It's a, it's a beautiful hotel here, and it really is. Uh, we've got a great chef, lovely rooms overlooking the grounds here at Caraca. And, um, no, it's going well. It's been a bit of time. It's only 200 metres from my office, so uh, I get to sample the tastings a fair bit. And, um, uh, no, it's going well, so love to shout you boys lunch one day. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've, uh, Chef Mark, he's um, he's made me a few toasties. I'm doing a bit of work with him with the filming at the moment. He's uh, he's been doing some outstanding meals for us here on on our travels, myself and Beaver. Um, so he's he's obviously looking forward to he's providing uh, some good food for the hotel. But mate, what's going on at New Zealand Bloodstock at the moment? I see you got a weanling sale coming up. Some busy times for you. Yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weaning sales coming up, Izzy. We've got standard bread sale uh, next week and then the thoroughbred mm. weaning sale in, in mid-June. So um, just starting to ramp up, and believe it or not, the entries close to the yearling sales too uh, next month. They go out. But, hey, we're just excited to have the borders open because, Izzy, it's been a bloody tough couple of years, you know, with the, mm. with the borders closed and we rely so much on the international buyers coming here. So um, really looking forward to seeing everyone uh, back at the end of the year and early into next year from overseas. So going to make a big difference to us. Hey Andrew, Louis here mate. Yeah, I know you'd, you'd love being put on the spot um, and apologies <laughs> but you do have one of the kind of more insightful brains when it comes to racing and actually like the global politics of it. A, a huge story over the last wee while has been the very elegant story and I know she's a mare that you have so much admiration for and the people involved as well. Um, you know, without necessarily, you don't have to put lay, lay lay your stake in the ground too hard. But that whole situation where the owners, the original owners there, have kind of pulled out, and she's going north. What did you make of the whole thing? Was it unfortunate? Is it a tough read? Would you kind of expect her to perform in Europe? I mean, take this wherever you want to go. But I'm really curious about your take on this. Look, I, I think I, I think if it was a year ago and she'd gone to Europe. Um, she would have no doubt handled that class. She would have been so hard to beat, beat in the arc um, a, a year ago. You know, and we, when we saw her in the Melbourne Cup, she absolutely dominated that field with a big weight. And it's a great thing about the arc in Paris. It's usually one run on a wet track, which she loves. Um, she's now seven, and uh, well, she's going to be seven in, in, in August. And mm. No horse, only one horse in the last sort of 80 years uh, has won the arc at that age. So it's, it's, it, it's, no, it's not going to be easy for her. But it's, that's not the be-all and end-all. There's plenty of other races for her up there. Um, if she was mine, would I be going up? Probably not. But I know John, John and Mark Carter, the owners, well, and they're, uh, they're, they're first and foremost racing men, and I can totally understand that they want to, want to take on the world up there. And, um, you know, at her best or even close to her best, she'd be competitive. Um, hmm. It, it's look, it's unfortunate what, what's happened with the ownership group, but I, I understand there might be some sort of... Uh, um, conclusion coming to that in the next couple of days, Louis. So it'll be just interesting to see what happens. But uh, whatever she does, um, I'm sure she'll she'll uh, hold the hold the flag high for New Zealand. She's going to a good trainer up there. Um, obviously, Chris would have loved to have gone up there, there with her, but uh, um, you know, not easy to get away and, and, and travel with a mare when you've got such a big team back in Australia. So uh, I'm not sure if I've really answered your question. No, no, Louis, definitely. But, um, it, Mm. Mm. Now that's exactly right. I was uh, that, and that, I thought I'd just throw it to you because I knew you'd break it down in the different capacities, and uh, it makes sense, man. And you've kind of actually summed up how I feel about it. It's a, it's a bit of a hmm one, isn't it? But you just hope that she it, look at it, it, it. 
It, it is. They wanted to race her on. If she'd stayed in Melbourne, she would not have won the Melbourne Cup this year. No. That simple as that. She would have got. She was. She's a year older. She would have got another two kilos, one and a half to two kilos. She wouldn't have been able to carry that weight. Um, so I, I guess though that based the decision on that. Well, let's go. Let's go up to France um, and, and see how we go up there. She'll, she'll strike wet tracks up there, which will be, uh, which will be a help to her. So um, yeah, mm. it's going to be interesting. Hey, seems just before we let you go, Baz McCullum, mate, up there with that that new position. What's your take on that? Oh yeah, I mean, fantastic. You know, I think the thing about Baz is, is that he's so well respected. He's such a good, positive guy. He's um, there's obviously a bit of a cultural problem that English cricket team. He'll get that right. He'll get the boys working for him. He'll get them moulded and gelled and working as a team together. And um, I, look, I think he'll be great. And um, just looking forward to him buying, buying more horses now, Kempy, on those yeah. full pockets. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Baz, I hope you're listening to this because uh, we need some of, some of your money spent here at Cracker. <laughs> yeah, mate, and we'll have a we'll have a Sever Bell Cinerama foal for him to, to punt on. So, me and you, we'll yeah. get the, we'll get that deal done. That's Andrew Seabrook from New Zealand Bloodstock with us today on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks a lot, Andrew, for coming in. Uh, fantastic to talk and get your take on uh, everything racing uh, with New Zealand Bloodstock this morning. Thanks, guys. That was awesome good. Seat. Very good. And Sava Bell, of course, mate. You take it to the best <laughs> one, is he? Are you keen? Are you keen, Kempe? Are you keen to do that? 100%. 100%. Just so that you know, the conversation has already been had. I had it with Louis on the other yeah. day speaking to You said something show. on the weekend. You said something oh, on the weekend. You said mate, the best I... of the best stutters sniffing. And I said, oh, okay, who's that? Who's that? Yeah, and it's going to come down to the gaffer. So... Mm. Um, he's probably listening up at the gap this morning, laughing his tits Rolling off. Rolling his eyes. Like, he would, mate, he goes, and all of a sudden you're an expert on horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's why we asked Andrew Seabrook, and obviously he, he just wants to see the best progeny go through. What you have, obviously you don't need me to tell you this, but Cinerama is, as he said, she's so well performed. You would not let this opportunity go by, and obviously you won't. It's very exciting. I feel second-hand excitement from you, Alan, and Bruce, everyone involved with Cinerama. Six and a half away from 8 o'clock this morning. On the other side of this, I actually have a couple of tips to dish out. Izzy, so take your headphones off. We'll be back. (laughs) He's gone. We'll be back back to dish those out after this. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, CCNZ. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Swiss and Go Healthy Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Oh, we're one minute away from eight. After eight, it's Razor Robertson and also Paulie Mawati. So before Paulie Mawati, Mawati, is he? Have you got your cans on? Do you want to hear it or not? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Today at Kensington, race two, we've just been speaking to Andrew Seabrook. Look, stars of the New Zealand breeding scene, Trelawney Stud. There is this filly going around today. I saw somebody say side by an obscure New Zealand sire, Satono 11, Koshu. So shout out Johnny Thompson down there at Ritual Stud. Koshu. For the Trelawney colours, the red sleeves and the green, race number two, J-Mac jumps on. This thing is trialled like a rocket ship. Go and ship. have a look. Go and have a look at the trial. Mm. It's trialled like a rocket ship. You're currently getting $2.20 on tab.co.nz. Kensington, race two, for New Zealand breeding industry to get a big win today over in Australia. Is he? There you go. Okay, okay. I've got about 20 seconds before the odds plummet. Okay, okay. Thanks for that, Louis. Appreciate it. Coming up, Scotty Razor Robinson. I'm going to go get another coffee because, wow, I need two today. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. 
Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Swiss and Go Healthy Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday the 18th of May it's just after 8 o'clock here on our show coming up we're going to have a chat to Razor Ray Scotty Robinson about quarter past 8 he's just got a few things he needs to do and then we'll get to him shortly but if you have any questions I no doubt you've got plenty of questions for Scotty Robinson so flick them through on the temper bed post text machine double eight double three. If you've got anything you want to ask Scotty, we'll uh, get those to him shortly. And uh, if you've just tuned in, welcome. Welcome. We love having you a part of our show. But make sure if you've mi- you have missed an important interview with Paul, uh, no, Liam Messam. Sorry, Liam Messam. We had him just after 7 o'clock. We spoke to him about his boxing fight and heading into the Mighty All Blacks test matches. And what does he do? Is he going to take boxing seriously? So head over to... Um, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on our podcast on the SCNZ app and you'll get that interview with Liam Messon. But right now we're going to talk to the one and only Paulie Mawati. Morning Paulie. Promotion alert. Yep. Morning, morning boys. <laughs> Don't worry about Razor, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got another song for us Paulie? Oh gee, fair to give. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The answer is no. No. Yeah. no. Wait, did you hear the tip? Did you hear the tip that Louis just gave out? Koshu? Uh, was it the Satano Aladdin uh, thing over in Australia? Yeah, I cracked me up when somebody, look, we've all seen this thing trial. It was just a rocket ship. Just J-Mac under, had it in a headlock and it just ambled up to them and put them away down the outside. Ended up kind of, you know, savaging the line, as they say. And I saw someone, an Australian on Twitter, say, oh, it's this obscure New Zealand stallion, which just cracks me up, because to Australians, everything in New Zealand is obscure. (laughs) Exactly. They're so caught up in their own little universe over there that they just think that everything we do is just completely strange. So it cracks me up. And I actually thought they opened it in Australia. They opened this kosher at about five bucks, and it got absolutely... Absolutely mauled in the betting pool, like it got in the Aussie bookies. It got it got savaged, like it savaged the line in its trial. And then, so sitting about two dollars fifty, now it's into two dollars twenty, which I still think's great money. I mean, it's obviously a first starter, but um, J Mac, two year old, good uh, Trelawney stud, just unreal judges of horses, kind of ticking a lot of boxes. Um, anything else in the racing world as far as promotions we could get stuck into today? 
Um, not today. Let's just have a little Bo Peep. I was having a look, uh, just breezing over the PGA Championship once again, just mm. to see uh, where the action's going. And I can tell you, at the best-backed uh, golfer in the PGA Championship is probably the hottest golfer in the world at the moment, Scotty Scheffler. He's currently $13. He's been the best-backed in both uh, amount of bets and turnover. Second best, uh, and there's been a bit of a change since yesterday, is Jordan Spieth, who's $18 to win the PGA Championship. But the third best and the worst result uh, for the TAV, Ryan Fox at $276. (laughs) He he has taken the third most money uh, and the... Uh, but the second most bets. So um, punters are really getting behind Ryan Fox after that uh, good form that he's shown over on the DP World Tour. So, yeah, three best back golfers so far. Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth and Ryan Fox. Of course, we've got a enhanced golf bonus back promotion on that outright winner of the PGA Championship. Just head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's. And, of course, today we've got Game 1, and the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the uh, Boston Celtics. Heat, slight favourites at $1.74. They've come in slightly. They're $1.77 last night, uh, last time I looked. They're now into $1.74. Boston Celtics have drifted slightly out to $2.05. Uh, and the line is the Heat minus two at $1.90. Of course, we've got a same-game claim on that match today. So if you like the same game, multis, have a bit of a go. Mm, beautiful, Juicy. beautiful stuff, Paulie. Hey, um, we've actually got a $50 TAB bonus bet to give away that we're going to put you to the sword with, with Koshu and a couple at Cambridge. And I'm going to ask, Paul, and you can have the first guess, I'm going to ask everybody to text us, double eight, double three. who do you think Kempi thinks is going to win the PGA Championship? <laughs> Because he's one of the great lateral thinkers of all time, old old Uncle Kemp. He's got some obscure ideas about certain things. Who do you think Kempy thinks is going to win? Paul, you take first pop. Crikey. I'm just having a look. I'm trying to think, are there any sort of um, guys there who may have played a standoff for the Kiwis? Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking for you know with guys with a wee bit of bloody muscle, maybe someone like a Colin Morikawa. Nah, that's easy. Nah, <laughs> I know exactly who Kempi's going for. Text double eight double three, is he? And you might get a fifty dollar TV bonus bet, and God knows you need it. Paul, oh, I don't know, but I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I don't know, but can I guess? Well, yeah, okay, righto. Tony Finau. Oh, mana. Just because I'm a Polynesian. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just think that's that's where you're gonna go. Tony Finau. You think? Carl. Wow. That's Carl. a big note. Okay, okay. Oh. It's not Tony Finau, it's not Colin Morikawa. Who's Kempi's pick and tip for the PGA Championship? Double eight, double three, you got a fifty dollar TAB bonus bet. TAB.co.nz. Download the TAB app for all of your sports and racing. Um Fantastic app, and obviously where you can do all your betting. Razor is not far away. We've had the word, is he? What sort of mood is Scott Robertson traditionally in on a Wednesday? Mm. It'd be witty. It'd be witty. It'd be bring some chat, one-liners. Mm. Ready to get That'd stuck right. in? What will he say? Dagger. 
Uh, no, he'll keep it pretty professional, and then when he hangs up, he'll ring me, and then that's when it'll get outrageous. Perfect. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we're still on air for that. 11 minutes past eight. Scott, Razor Robertson coming up. That was Paul Mwadi of the TAB. Stay with us and keep texting. Double eight, double three. What do you want to know from Razor? Jamie would love to know about the halfbacks and where he sees his halfbacks versus the field. Keep your messages coming at double eight, double three. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. I love Cam Smith, but he was a hooker for Melbourne. Um... So, yep, it's not, not, it's not Cam Smith. He's one of your boys too, Pinners and, and Cam. I, uh, I, think he's a, I think he's a definite chance, but I've gone for someone a little bit different. Um, numbers for me stack up, just put it that way. Ooh, and it's not Tony Finau. It's not Will Zalatoris, because how do you say Will Zalatoris? How do you say that one? Zalatoris? <laughs> Zalatoris. I'm not even going to say it. Who is it, Kempi? Who is it? No, don't tell us. Look at look at his. <laughs> Who is that? Don't tell us. Let's keep let's keep them on the hook. Double eight, double oh, three. Work it out. I want to work it out. I want to work it out. Wait, you He's not on a five handicap like you is. <laughs> you tell us after this because we now need to go cross over and have a chat to the man. The moment it's time for our Mick Cafe coffee catch up because they're back home. They're back in Christchurch in New Zealand after four weeks on the road, which seen them get three wins and one loss over in Australia. They're taking on Fiji and Drua this Friday night back home in front of their people. He's on the line now, Scotty Robinson. Good morning. See the boys, Bull of Anaka. Bula. Bull of Anaka. Hey, Ray, great to have you on the show, mate, and uh, you're back home. How, how's it, how are the boys settling in, and, and good to be back home and in your own house, your own bed? Yeah, it's good to see Jano, mate. We're, it's good to see the boys. Um, mm. It's not often you get on a four-week tour, you know, a four-week, four-game tour, just the way it worked out, and uh, it, was, it was an awesome experience. You know, Aussie's a great country, and uh, just a little bit more and behind Australian teams now, there's a little bit more hype, obviously, with the results, but also mm. the crowds sort of coming in, and that was a great side of it. But it's always good for the young guys and the opportunity to, to connect. Um, when you live with people for that period of time, you, you come a little bit closer, you get a few bonds, you get a few people, you understand a few people's traits, mm. um, and and probably give guys opportunities on the field, which we probably wouldn't have um, through COVID, through all sorts of different reasons, but... Um, we went deep in the squad and some great performances and ones we'll learn from. Hey, Scotty, it's Kemper here, mate. Good morning. Hey, just wanted to ask you a question on your season so far. What's your ranking from it, from a, a, a 0 to 10? Where do, you, where do you put the boys at the moment? Are they, is, it, is it a 7 or is it an 8? And, and why, do you, why do you give it their rating? Uh, I'm reluctant to chuck a number at it because this year's been so unique. <laughs> I like how you've done that, though. I like where you come from. It feels like you're a school teacher. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I've probably, uh, probably in the whole the context of the of the season, I like. It's been interesting to see how we built. We've put, we've had 14 debutants. We've never had the same team out once this year. Probably the closest team we best team we had was out in the Brumbies. So it's reluctant. There's a lot of change through through lots of different reasons, but. Um, our game knowledge, our understanding, some of the key performance and the depth, the, guy, the guys that have come through have been awesome. You know, like, like I said, the 14 debutants, a lot of them have come in and really performed. Mm. Look, we've been in the three games we lost, it's one pass plays or one, 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 you know, we've been right there. So 
I, I think you, the whole thing you focus for all year is your ball for finals, um, and you, mm. you work really hard and make sure that your D, your D is your priority, and you can you score enough points to win it. Um, and that's what we're currently doing. We've just sort of managed to put the same team or a decent team out and, and get that continuing our training and, and our depth of preparation. So, um, look, I'm really pleased. Eight and a half. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's given a number, Ray. He's a Ray. Yeah, hey, mate, one, oh, yeah. one thing I always commend you for is, is you always go deep into your squad. Um, you know, you never get re- you never rely on that on that main team. You've you've dug deep. You've gone to Ricky Jackson, who's coming even on the weekend. Liam Haylam Ames uh, get an opportunity. But I want to ask you about yeah. Pablo Matera. I think at the start of the year we weren't seeing. The Pablo Matera we were probably expecting, but now he has been the form six, particularly in that forward pack. He has been outstanding. For you, what has been the big difference you've seen from him in the first couple of rounds to now? Probably comprehension. It's the understanding us. You know, Kiwis are, we speak quickly, we've got a real poor down tone, haven't we? You know, like, and mm. it's a different, when you go overseas and hear other people speak English than to us, you know, it's really quite hard to pick up. And yeah. so his English was good, but he just couldn't go get the Kiwi English side of it. And it took him a while to um, to pick it up, and he knew he knew all our calls, but he just couldn't quite get it at pace. You know, couldn't quite get it. And then the speed of the game and, and the Kiwi teams against Kiwi teams for him was uh, quicker than Test rugby. That wasn't probably as um, you know as physical, but not as quick. Mm. You know, quick throw-ins. You know. You're playing wide, wide. You know, had all those games under the roof to start down a four size, and mm. like it was like what, quite overwhelming. And now he's worked into it, playing the Aussie teams. One great thing about Pablo is he can tackle. He can bust that first tackle. You know, like Artie can. You know, he can just yeah. pop his shoulder down, pick the off, and keep going. So he's got great footwork and he's a great athlete. And it's just playing now. His instincts kicked in because he's not thinking, and mm. that's where we've got the best out of him. Yeah. Hey Razor, I love you. I love your answer to that first question of mine about game knowledge and good understanding. Fourteen deputants, you know, you're obviously good at management of your players and your people management, even with blokes who can't speak English properly. I'm just going to take you down that journey of yourself. It, it's sort of, a, you know, I put myself in your shoes this morning when I knew you were coming on yesterday. I wanted to ask a question in and around where where Razor is at in his coaching career. <laughs> So I'm not a school teacher, but I'm going to use a, a zero to 20 year journey that you're on and, and you're, you're in that journey somewhere. Whereabouts in that journey are you? What's your measure in the zero to 20 and how many more years do you think you are before zero being I just started, 20 I'm, I've done the All Blacks and coached wow. the, the Lions and all that. Where are you in that journey? I'm going to coach the Lions, I like that. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go, boys. Uh... Oh, that's a hard along the spectrum. Oh, look, I, I think you sort of reflect and you go back. Because there's no replacement for experience. It's absolutely dealing with different people, going through different seasons, different different challenges, you know, different coaching groups, different uh, tours like we've just been on. And, and so you've got to make a lot of decisions along the way and, you, you, you're always growing. The game's moving quite quickly too. You know, you've got to be sort of a step ahead in a lot of areas. Um, but you still have, you know, like I'm really clear, probably I'm more clear on my identity and how I coach and who I am than I was 
two, three years ago with the Wolfpack interview. I'll, I'll base it off that. I reckon I'm way better coach than I was three years ago. Just because of, I had a real deep dive going to, you know, the All Black coaching interview, and you reflect off it that you probably never would have. If, you know, when you lose a game, you reflect. Mm. When you don't get the job, you reflect a lot more. So I've done a lot of work, you know, a lot of personality stuff with myself. I've got some really good mentors that I use regularly. Um, I've probably packaged things around me to help me, um, I think, be a better coach and more consistent and deals with a little bit of highs and lows. Maybe I probably rode, rode the highs and lows a little bit, um, whereas I'm a little bit more even. I'm high energy sort of guys, as he knows. Mm. But you, you realise um, now that footy and life is a little bit like that and you just got to have that real good balance. I've always had a good balance, but I probably had dealt with it better mentally. So I reckon, um, look, I don't know if I could check a number out here, but I, I, I think I'm in a better place for because uh, I understand what my role is a bit more and who I am. So, look, now I reckon, you know, I'll go to 60 and I'm only 47, so I've got 13 more years of growth, you know, or, 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 or learning. Yeah. Hey, awesome, awesome! Great question, sure Kimpy, and and great answer. Yeah. No, you're honest, and uh, not many, uh, you know, pundits out there would have would have heard you speak about that situation, Razor. And we appreciate you answering that, mate, and coming on the show. Before we let you go, obviously heading into yeah. the playoffs, you got two games left. You got Fiji and Drua preparations for this week and, and going forward. Are you happy? And and you know, have you kind of got your team? Obviously, the Brumbies' uh, performance, you're pretty impressed with that. Is that the team going forward into the playoffs that you're, you're looking to build some consistency with? Yeah, look, we've um, made a few changes this week just because of the mm. tour come back, give a couple of guys opportunities. Um, you know, it was pretty physical the last three or four weeks, so we freshened the, the squad up. And, um, you know, a couple of guys have um, come back from injury. But um, I, I think... I used to know this week. It's been an interesting week, you know, because we came back on Sunday, Canberra flight this in on the old Saturday morning flight. So we spent another day over over here in tropical Canberra, and we end up um, just having this one day training week. So today's really important for us. Um, we know today, and then like full respect to draw because if you get them in that wrong, you know, they started that freestyle, that free ball that they play, and they get those offloads away, offloads away. They can score from anywhere. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll prepare as as best we can, go and enjoy and be back in front of the, uh, the friends of Farnell. It's, it's good to be home. Beautiful, Ray. Oh, I'll see you on Friday, mate. I'm doing that game Friday night with uh, oh. Rido again. So we'll see you sideline, brother, and look look forward to oh. catching up. Appreciate you coming cheers, on the show, Thanks, Razor. Guys. Cheers, Kempi. Some che- questions in you, mate. Hey, well done. Hey, cheers, Razor. Hey, Razor, just before you go, one, one, um, one quick bit of advice. <laughs> Bryn Hall, mate, just get him to carry his hands above his waist in defence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey man, I can't say much more than that, mate. He's made his one tackle this year. Okay, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Kimpy. Yeah, Kimpy. Oh. He gets, he gets he's it. a champion, mate. He, honestly, he's a champion. Anyone that can break out a break dance at the end of a grand final and pull it off in my books, I actually want to have a beer with him, mate. Like, seriously. I look at him and I just go, man, that's that's a type of dude I want to spend a night in the pub watching footy with. Good bloke. And I've got a lot more questions for him, is he? I'll get, I'll get real deep.
I bet you have, mate. We'll, we'll organise that, and I'll just sit there and just play the guitar for you. So how's that, that sound? That is good. Man, that's you funny. He he um like he handled that like a champion. Man, there's some great inside out. I've never heard from Razor before. Openly talk about it, Izzy. I don't know. You you know him. You've had all these. Probably had these discussions off here, but. The way he said, he's just painted out his career, really. 13 more years of growth. He's going to coach till he's 60. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The obvious question is, does he coach the All Blacks in those 13 years? Is there a timeline for him to coach the All Blacks in those 13 years? And if there is, you don't want it to necessarily be at the end, would you? Or would you? And that's what I can't work out. Where does he see, if he does, the All Blacks job in the 13-year span he has left? Because it's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year. So it's actually only 11 years. Well, I just see, I like I like numbers, and really quickly you can break that down into thirds. You know, he's he's broken that down into he said seven first seven years. I've learned a lot. I reckon at 13 years ago he's broken it into and let's just say 21. He's the number twenty-one, so he's in his middle part of his journey. You'd think you'd like in the in the in the back third that he's in the All Blacks coaching seat, going from good to great. Mm. He's going to coach the All Blacks. Of course, it's he is. Hundred percent. Just whether if, if, if Fozzie gets the job done next year, whether that uh, window that you know that opens up for him. You know, because if Fozzie gets a job done, he'll probably stay on, and then will he wait out another four years? Probably not. So we'd we'd probably look at, at, at probably losing him over the next couple of years. But what I loved about that is he spoke about that selection. I know we're going to get off, but the selection uh, process he went through with the All Blacks coaching gig, and before then he probably thought he was flying. You know, he was on top of the world. He'd had the results. He got the job done for the Crusaders. So he went in there with a lot of confidence, and then bang, got hit on the nose. Brought him back to sit back, have a look in the mirror, and go, "Am I actually as good as I am?" And he's gone away. He's got a lot of help uh, behind the scenes, personality coaches, um, you know, really digging deeper to try and make himself better. And him showing that honesty about doing that situation, it was awesome. And you know, you never rest on your laurels. And I'll be the first to admit that I've spoken about it when I've thought I was good, and then I got bang hit on the nose when I missed World Cup in 2015. So you step away and you go and just and you build on that growth so uh, awesome awesome catch up with Scotty Robinson we're going to head off and we'll come back shortly we'll go over to Aroha with the news for Kubota together we are shaping and building New Zealand SENZ 27 minutes away from 9am Coming off a Razor Ray interview I haven't heard before, where he's talked about himself and the perspective of his own coaching career, um, an incredibly cerebral thinker, and he's obviously looked at himself hard following on from that coaching uh, application and process that he went through to coach the All Blacks. Here's what he had to say about being better. I was a way better coach than I was three years ago. Just because of, I had a real deep dive going to, you know, the All Black coaching interview and you reflect off it that you probably never would have if, you know, when you lose a game you reflect. Mm. When you don't get the job you reflect a lot more. And everybody's been smacked in the nose in life once or twice where, as Izzy, you said, you've got to ask yourself tough questions and it's just human nature for 
to get your feet off the ground occasionally from time to time, but that was just gripping stuff. And 13 years left in his coaching career, what can he achieve and where does he see himself? As Kempi says, it's kind of scary if you think about it because he'd only just be coming into his prime is he? You've been involved with the guy. It's two one, by the way. Liverpool in the eighty in the ninetieth minute against Southampton. You've been coached by the guy. When you were coached by him, did you feel like there was areas that he could grow? And were you expecting him to be so frank about that stuff? Um. Uh, look, look. I was at, I was with him through a, a period where there was always the highs. Like we didn't deal with too many lows and. There was always it was I was only, I had him for the first three years of his career with the Crusaders, so first time being coached, and I was kind of in that wow factor. So I didn't probably look at the other sides where I saw there was potentially a lot of growth needed. Um, but from listening to him and seeing him over the last couple of years, and seeing how he's able to react with the loss against the Waratahs and and overcome, and how he's you know relied on his depth in his squad, a lot of coaches would just roll the roll team out. Look, they've had injuries, they've had uh, you know, suspensions, so they've had to go down that track. But um, he's one of those guys that would rely heavily on other other squad members. So, look, uh, yeah, it's he's been very passionate and open and open about his situation. I loved his honesty in that interview. I've had a few text messages already, and they loved it. So I'd like to commend Kempi on those questions because those are the questions he wouldn't have probably expected. And... Um, Mate, he, he was very open and honest about where he's at in this situation and, and going forward, so awesome work. Yeah, and I, look, I think there was one other question I wanted to ask him because where I was heading with it was around his man management. Um, I wanted to talk to him a little bit about his his, uh, his days with Craig Bellamy at Melbourne. You know, he can definitely coach, so so let's tick that box. In his, in his 21-year journey, he's a third of the way through it and he can definitely coach. But what strikes me in his conversation when you're profiling the answers is his answers in and around managing people, like the way he spoke about the Argentinian um, loose forward and in the manner he spoke about it, the way that he talked about his 14 deputants and how um, consistent they got through the game. For me, his major, his major asset is the way that he can sit down in, in, in his humility, in his vulnerability, and get his players to go that extra, extra yard for him. So, mate, he's got, he's got a ton of growth. Is you know, like he is going to coach the All Black side. Let's get that right. And he could go down as one of our best ever, mm. just because of that humility and that vulnerability that he puts himself in. Because you think of it from an All Black coach's perspective, when was the last time you saw a coach behave that way? Um, John Mitchell used to talk. John, John. Oh, mate, John Mitchell was a loose. He was. He wasn't. He, he wasn't razor. No, no, no. But you didn't ask that. You see, when was the last time you heard an All Blacks coach talk like that? Remember when John Mitchell went on the ramble about the journey, and it was a lot, and people kind of everyone went a bit cross-eyed. Mm. But he didn't have the he didn't have the actual um, caliber to back it up. Other than that, you go back a long time, and we have been now through. The period of success, we've had Graham Henry, Sir Graham Henry, Sir Steve Hansen, Ian Foster. They're all from the same school, right, is he? They're all from, They're all from. and you'll, you'll be able to elaborate on this further. Razor's completely different kettle of fish. Mm. And maybe Razor underestimated how different he was when he went into that interview and Ted was on the panel. And yep. maybe now he's actually seen that in himself and he can understand how he can get his message across to different sorts of people. And that's kind of what I was picking up, is he? 
Yeah, it's, it's having the balance. Like I think back three years ago, he was probably more on the larrikin side of things, having fun, bringing, uh, you know, an enjoyment factor. But don't get me wrong, that's really important. But the balance factor was probably more... Uh, on the on the fun side, now he's got a situation where he knows how to have an environment where he has fun, he brings excitement, but when it's time to flick that switch, he's doing that probably more, and I think that's where the the All Black side too, but you can't, you don't want to lose who Razor is, and Razor is a special human, he's a special coach, and I think I'll touch on his biggest uh, asset is his ability, like you said, Kempi, is just to really connect deeper with his players and get a real understanding of who they are, where they come from, and even dive into the, into the what's the most important to these players, their family. So he has a genuine interest in the family, the kids, you know, what they're really about. They've got an awesome culture where the wives are a huge part of what they do, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Go to training. We're going to our team meeting room, and uh, there's a big uh, poster behind the the projector screen. And the projector screen grows up, and then it's got all our family members' names, all of our kids, you know, all yeah. our Fano, all up there. So it's not just about the players; it's actually the wider family. So that's what he does. He brings everyone together, and so you feel like you're on this journey with your whole Fano, and it's um. That, that's inspiring, and that's that's the deep detail that he's able to to connect with. So, um, yeah, I've said it before. He, I've just got a lot of time for Razor Ray, and I just hope we do not lose him, lads. Yeah, so it cracks me up, is everything you just said there, when people, other sports fans, other rugby fans say, oh, the Crusaders are cheating the salary cap. How do you get all those players down there? Well, maybe they're just doing it right. Good morning, fellas. From an English point of view, I think it will depend on how many games New Zealand rugby play when it comes time to appoint a new coach. Unfortunately, it's a bit like the government. You can never get a straight answer, but I hope so because he's a class coach and I hate the Crusaders. All the best. Great show. Steve-O. Steve-O, love it. If you've got any queries about what? Razor... Why do you hate the Crusaders, Steve-O? Why? Chief they, supporter. Because they, they win. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. Winners. 2-1. Oh. They've gone up. Liverpool, they've done it. They have bet Southampton. So they go through. Precious stays on Man City. They play Aston Villa over the weekend. The EPL coming down to the last weekend like it just tends to do. Double eight, double three. I've gone through with a fine tooth comb. Nobody has got the player that Kempe is tipping to win the PGA Championship. Oh, are there's, we still guessing? I'll get it. There's a $50 TAB. Come on, then. Bet. Come on, then. Get it out there, Israel. <laughs> double what do you eight, got? double three. Don't, don't say Israel Corey. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Kimpy. Israel. <laughs> Love that. Oh. David Redman, Strategic Partnership Manager at Willamont Travel, coming up next. We're going to talk about our Goldie 500 experience with Quizzy Dag. Stay with us. It is Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast on SCNZ. Listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast on SCNZ. SCNZ, we are 14 minutes away from 9am this morning. Razor Ray, uh, as candid as you get Scott Robertson, and that might shock you because he is probably the most candid sports coach in New Zealand. But head to our podcast channels, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, or just get the SCNZ app, and then you can get all our podcasts. Easy as that, into your app store, SCNZ. But the borders are up, and Izzy, you must be itchy to go on tour, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm due a wee trip, aren't we? 
Uh, we see on Vine, you boys. We're, we're due one. The borders are opening up. We're hopefully going to get some tourists coming to New Zealand or flying abroad. And, well, at 6.45 every morning, we're giving you the chance to get in the draw to head to the Goldie 500, one of the premier events of the sporting calendar where you'll see Giz and the boys tear it up. It's all thanks to Willamette Travel and Strategic Partnership Manager at Willamette Travel is David Redman, and he's on the line. Morning, David. Morning, Jen. How are you? Very, very good, mate. We appreciate your partnership to head to the Goldie. Uh, yeah, Willamette Travel obviously been tough couple of years with the situation, but things getting busy now for you? Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's certainly been a couple of years. Um, character building's been used a fair bit, but um, we're, we're out the other side now. So it's really good to see uh, excitement and confidence from, from punters looking to sort of get out as soon as they can, pretty much. So we've had a group across to the Formula 1 in Melbourne already uh, last month, and we've got Origin in Sydney coming up in a few weeks, and the back end of the year is getting pretty chocker with Bathurst and Gold Coast and Singapore Grand Prix and Melbourne Cup and bits and pieces as well. Ooh, did you just say Melbourne Dude. Cup? Ooh, ooh, okay. Now, I did indeed, mate. Now, I'm in. now, now you've got my attention, David. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah. Louis, Louis will have that out in a couple of weeks, mate. We're, uh, we're putting the finishing touches on those packages for a, a Derby Day and a Cup Day or just a Cup Day. Oh, the, the full week, Derby Day, the best day in racing. Anyway, let's stay, stay on task, Louis. Come on, come on, stay with it. F- the Goldie 500, what is it about motorsport and petrol heads and the Goldie 500 that makes this event? Because I've had people go before and they've said it is bucket list and it might seem strange because it's not necessarily like one of the traditional GOAT events. Yeah, I guess it, it gives you the, I mean, the motorsport uh, fan base in New Zealand's huge, particularly around that supercar series. Um, but the the Goldie race, I guess, used to be the indie race, so it piqued a lot of international motorsport fans' interest in that sense. And literally the fact that you can be sitting on the beach um, and look over your shoulder and have the supercars sort of roaring down surface paradise gives you a, a very different kind of experience as to what you'd get at the likes of a Bathurst or a, or a go-to um, purpose-built racetrack. So you can sort of have the, the party and the atmosphere of the Goldie uh, in the morning and the evening and then sit down and watch, um, as you say, Giz and the boys um, lay it down on the on the streets in the afternoon. Oh, mate, it's an, it's an event that I've heard, I've seen on the telly and I've seen photos. It looks like something that uh, I'd really enjoy and we're giving it away every morning thanks to your team at Willamette Travel giving one of our listeners the chance to go on the draw and potentially win a trip to the Goldie. Mate, um, just, just quickly before we let you go, uh, are you are you getting uh, obviously a lot of pundits really keen to travel uh, over to Australia? The borders are open in that sense. Are you getting bookings coming to New Zealand, and are we getting a lot of tourists travelling around the our country? Yeah, it's it's picking up for the end of the year. So obviously, once um, once everything's fully open from the end of July, um, and that sort of pre-departure testing lifts to get back into New Zealand, it'll give everyone a heap of confidence that they'll be able to jump on that plane and, and have that trip they've planned for a couple of years. So the interest is there and the back end of the year is picking up um, and some people are already locked in. Um, but once once that final hurdle's gone, we'll be, we'll be underway, mate. Hey, how far do you go, David? Just uh, last one for me. Like, How far do you guys go? What's the most exotic or kind of um, uh, how deep do you go around the, into that uh, long-haul flight trip? Uh, so we've got a fair few heading across to France at the end of next year for Rugby World Cup. Oh. Um, so, so that that's their Rugby League World Cup's running sort of in the UK. So we, obviously for us, 
a, a large number of Kiwis makes it easy to get across to Aussie. But there's there's no way we don't touch, mate. So Las Vegas uh, Formula One's looking um, pretty exciting next year. So we'll um, we'll we'll take it all off. We can get anyone anywhere, mate. Oh, 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 oh now Vegas. What about the Masters? In... What about the Masters? You do anything at the Masters? Yeah, hundred percent. You got to book a year or so in advance to be able to get a badge to get on at Augusta. But absolutely, we can get people there. You? Oh, yeah, just chuck my name down. <laughs> You're playing, yeah, no you, you name it. Actually, oh. David, we did a poll. I'll flick through an invoice after the call. <laughs> we did a poll about when Very Elegant, when she, they, there was the thought she might got up, go up to the Arc in France, we did a poll. What would be your favourite international sporting event? We had Monaco GP, we had Masters, we had uh, the Arc, and we had something else. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And actually, the Super Bowl, that's right, Izzy, the Super Bowl Masters were huge. So that American sports market, it's a lucrative one, and Kiwis and Aussies love it, hey? Yeah, it's picked up hugely over the last few years, I think, with the access of uh, more content via various various streaming um, platforms, etc. Um, so it's huge. It's always kind of been there, but now because it is accessible, and what we've seen is um, the... the um, Netflix Formula One series has massively peaked that worldwide as well. So, I mean, I guess the one thing I would mention um, that has changed post-COVID is everything's selling out really fast. Um, so where Singapore Grand Prix tickets would be on sale for sort of two or three months, they just got sold out in three hours this year. Wow. So there's a definite peak in interest. Um, because we're a little bit later than the rest of the world and getting back to normal, we just need to know that we kind of have to make a call pretty quickly and get things locked in if we want to do it. Anything you want, you name it, Willem and Travel will do it. Just get on the phone fast and give them some time. That's the message we're getting here from uh, David Rubin. Pleasure to catch up with you tomorrow, uh, today, mate. Tomorrow morning we'll talk to you at 6.45 for Quizzy Dagger. Right? Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Here you go. Every morning, 6.45, Quizzy Dag. All you have to do is hit five questions or be the last person to get a question right. And you go into the draw to go to the Goldie 500. You heard David talk about it. It's got all that history. Used to be the Indies. Now it's the uh, supercars. It's such a great event. All you got to do, play Quizzy Dag, 6.45, And while I'm at it, nobody has got Kempe's PGA Championship tip. Hey, and while I'm at it, I think Mark just called in, is he, and dropped me off a beautiful bottle of wine. Mark, if you're listening, just text us in, mate, and let us know if it was you, but he just dropped off it a is, or Papa. Um, I don't know if he knew my nickname, but the, my nickname's Papa T, and uh, <laughs> he's dropped off this bottle of Papa, um, Pinot Noir 2018, and... Uh, Mate, Mark, thanks very much, mate. You should have stopped and come in and said hello. We would have got you He's on, a champion, got you online. So, um, really appreciate that. Uh, yes, no one's got the. No one, I've been looking at the texts. There's a thousand texts there. I was. What sure give us a clue? Did. Like, is it a ruffy? Is it a? No, is it a well known. It's He's well known. He's literally not a ruffy. Well known. Rory McIlroy. No, keep texting. Double eight, double three. We've got to shoot off. And Shane Co- Larry. Koshu. No, Koshu is the name of the horse to the person Matsuyama. texting. No, just keep texting. <laughs> All right. Six away from nine. Yeah, just keep hitting bogeys. After this. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Swiss and Go Healthy Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SE. Look, usually we'd be uh, sleeping on it with Smithy, with Temper, but instead uh, it's McIver today. Now, they've got a big show, Daryl Halligan, uh, Aaron Young, Mark Delsa, huge show. Stay tuned for that. The Temper Bedpost text machine's been blowing up, and we've only had one person, is he, that's guessed the right golfer. Is it me? 
No, it's, it goes LHW. Didn't leave a name. And, and it was Justin uh, Thomas, Kimby. <laughs> it was Justin Thomas. 12 from 12 cuts he's made. Uh, is he? He's got a new putter out, but the reason why I picked him this week because he's got his head in the right space. Who the hell is going to pay 18 bucks for a beer? <laughs> it's all right, guys. I'll go, I'll go put the $50 bonus bet on Koshu today. I'll have to do it. Okay, I'm, I'll do it. Don't worry. JT. JT. It's so obvious. JT. Okay, Kimpy. Love it. Love it, mate. We'll be back tomorrow. Great day. Love to chat the Razor Ray. Make sure you go have a listen to that on the podcast. Be back tomorrow. Chowder. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.